Okay, Bokar Tov, everybody. So we are continuing with Sifteh Chaim, and we're talking about Menuchat HaNefesh. And uh, we're going to start a new unit today um, called Hevu Mitunim Badin, which literally means you should be um, thoughtful or slow in your judgments. So we're going to talk a little bit about what that means. So he begins with the following introduction. When Bnei Yisrael came up uh, after the before the building, or around the time of the building, the second Beit Hamidash from Bavel, from Babylonia to Eretz Yisrael. So the Anshe Knesset Hagadolah, the men of the Great Assembly, which were basically a group of 120 men who served as the leaders of the Jewish people at that time, they made many, they established many um, takanot, many institutions at that time that helped the Jews survive with the, obviously with the idea of helping the Jews survive while they were in exile. And... Um, and when they came back to Eretz Yisrael, they also had to establish or reestablish the uh, the Torah of Eretz Yisrael. And what the part of their job was to give over the Torah Shabbat, the oral Torah, to the future generation. So therefore, in the Pirkei Avot, it begins by discussing the tradition, starting from Moshe Rabbeinu, going down generation by generation, the Yehoshua, Zekenim, etc. And eventually gets to the Anshei Knesset Hagadolah. And it tells us the Anshei Knesset Hagadolah, there were three things that they said, and these three things are a reflection of their desire, their interest, their attempts to strengthen and maintain the teaching of Torah and the Torah Shabbat, the oral Torah, within the Jewish nation. So, Hem Amrush Loshad Zivarim, so Hashem Knesset Hagadolah said three things. Number one, Hevu Betunim Badin. You should be slow in your judgments. Number two, Ve'emidu Talmidim Harbeh. You should establish many students. And number three, la Torah. You should make a fence around the Torah. So he says, number two and number three, so that's very clear. What does it mean? How is it so essential? Why is it so essential to have students? Because you need to establish yeshivot. You have established places of Torah in Eretz Yisrael in order to perpetuate the Torah teachings, to keep them going, to keep them moving, keep it going. More students, next generation, keep the Torah alive. Similarly, la siyagim la Torah in order to make a fence around the Torah. So we have to protect the Torah. right? This is, this is the protection, this is the fence, to make sure that the Torah is not trampled over. But what about Hevim Betunim Badin? What is special about being slow in judgment? Why is that necessary for the standing of the Torah, for the upstanding, for the maintenance of the Torah and Torah values? So he quotes uh, Rabbeinu Yonah. Rabbeinu Yonah was one of the primary commentators on Perkei Avot. So he says the following: So who is this Mishnah really talking to? It's really t- t- talking to those, teaching those who give halachic decisions that they shouldn't rely on their initial thoughts. How that comes to mind. However, there should be a lot of waiting, a lot of thinking. This is Rabbi Freelander explaining to we wait in their giving before they're giving their psak din, and not to just give a psak right away, not to give a decision right away. Ubi yud hadak, but to think very carefully and very precisely about what they're studying. Lebal itu b'shikul hadat, so they don't make any mistakes in their evaluation. Ki hadam hamemaher lehorot nikra poshea. Somebody who makes decisions very quickly is called a poshea. He's negligent. So, 
someone who doesn't have patience, he doesn't try to deal with things slowly. He jumps to conclusions. He's called a poshe. He's not considered to be a shogeg. He's not considered to be like he did it by accident. Even though he, he wasn't trying on purpose to come up with a bad judgment, he wasn't trying to come to a bad decision. However, the fact that he didn't think through his decision before he made his decision makes it as if he is negligent within his decisions. He's karov the mezid, Rabbi uh, Yonah describes him. It's almost as if he did it on purpose. He didn't think to himself that the heart of those who are very quick, they don't necessarily understand what's going on. Why? Because it's very likely, it's very common that people make mistakes. And that's what the words of the Chachamim say. Be very careful in your learning. Because if you make a mistake because of your lack of learning, it's considered somewhat as if it was done on purpose. He uses a very interesting image, which Rabbi Freelander is going to explain later on, of machmitz. Machmitz is like chametz, to allow something to ferment, to become chametz. So you have to allow the thought to become chametz in, uh, and let it sit, let it wait a little bit before it comes to the decisions. So he says that once a person gives it some time, so then he will think about things more, he'll analyze things more, he'll dissect things more until he comes to the truth, comes, until he comes to the true decision. So he, Rabbi Freelander explains, what does it mean, what's this mashal, what is this parable, this comparison to chametz, to fermenting? So he says that whenever you have a piece of dough and you keep kneading it and kneading it and kneading it, as long as it's being kneaded, as long as it's still in... <coughs> Sorry, as long as it's still in motion, it's not going to become chametz. However, once you let it rest, once you give it some time to rest, so then whatever is around it, or the, the bacteria, whatever is around it, they cause the, they cause the, from the air, they cause the fermentation. So he says the same thing is true when it comes to a person's thought. When a person is with Menuchat HaNefesh, he has this character in Menuchat HaNefesh, he says the mind is working at all times. It's always little by little, slowly by slowly, it's developing, it's moving, it's changing, it's constantly rethinking through things, but without stop. And even when a person is sleeping, he's still, and underneath, in the subconscious, it's so interesting that Freeland discusses the subconscious, he says, within the subconscious, a person is always thinking about something. Like, we have a phrase that we say, I want to think about the question. I want to sleep on it. Sleep on it for a night. So we say sleep on it for a night because really there are subconscious processes that are going on while a person is sleeping that allow a person to process his thoughts and to analyze what he is seeing, what he is experiencing, and find answers to the question that he has. And he says that dreams is a proof. The fact that people dream is a proof that the mind is working at all times, okay? So I just want to talk, discuss for uh, briefly some applications of this idea. So in practice, so most of us are not judges and most of us are not giving regularly psak halacha, we don't give halachic decisions. However, we have many judgments that we make over the course of a day, many decisions that we have to make over the course of the day. And sometimes it's very necessary to give our decisions some thoughts. Not to come to, not to jump to conclusions, not to make decisions on the spur of the moment, but give it some time. Let the mind mull over it a little bit. Let the mind process it a little bit, and then after some time, perhaps we can come to better conclusions and have had whether partially because we consciously think about things and partially because we subconsciously think about things, we have time to 
come to better decisions. Now, it doesn't mean to obsess over things. It doesn't mean to allow these things to worry us and to stress us out, because that's anti-Menuchat HaNefesh. That goes against Menuchat HaNefesh. But in a, in a collected way, and especially after a person has developed this character trait of Menuchat HaNefesh that we've been discussing at such great length, a person can consciously and subconsciously re- think about things before it comes to conclusion. And I've, I've heard before this concept of between Badin, be, uh, be slow in judgment applies also to our judgment of other people. When we meet a person, we naturally make a thousand judgments about them based on the way they dress, the way they talk, the way they act, their height, their weight, their eye, eye, their eye color, their hair color, their skin tone, their, the way they smile, their facial expressions. We make a thousand judgments about who this person is. So sometimes, as the Mishnah Perkevot says, don't jump to conclusions. Don't just assume that we shouldn't just assume that we know everything about this person based on our initial impressions. But all of us have had experiences where we thought one thing about somebody, and we got to know them better. We realized that it was a much the reality is much different than what we experienced. So have between badin be cautious, be be uh, be deliberate within judgment. Also teaches us to give forethought, not just in our. Uh, religious decisions, our spiritual decisions, and not just in our personal decisions, but also in our decisions of how we evaluate people and their characters as well. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol Tuf.